0: <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome back to the Gopher CEO channel. This is John. The bomb, as I affectionately say, the building others means business is that acronym. And, you know, we've been building a great momentum on the Gopher CEO channel. Uh, recently had all different types of uh, CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, turns out I get referred to her and she lives in the backyard, like, uh, like in the same neighborhood, right? Uh, Naperville, <laughs> uh, Illinois. So uh, exciting stuff. Uh, what a powerful lady. Uh, owns multiple businesses in media and in Author of 29 books. She's a pilot, you know, a licensed pilot. Uh, she's just telling me offline that uh, she's got this cool way of kind of relating business to being a pilot. So stay tuned. By the way, subscribe to the channel, like this video, and share it on LinkedIn and some of the other platforms as well. And let's get this uh, Go for CEO community buzzing. So, Jacqueline Ruiz, cómo estás? Welcome to the Go for CEO. Oh
1: my God, I'm doing amazing, especially now that we're we're here, finally making this amazing uh, conversation happen. Uh, you know, I I spot a connector, a visionary, and a servant leader when I see it, and uh, you're one of those amazing oh. amazing people in the world. So I can, I'm I'm, I'm grateful to be. Uh, here and i'm honored uh that you had invited me to to be part of this series thank you
0: awesome awesome well hey thank you obviously you know i feel the same right uh when you see good people and you, you kind of want to be able to build that familiarity comfort and trust with them uh to hopefully do business uh for the rest of your life right so um awesome awesome stuff well hey and here at the gopher community what we basically love to start with is just kind of that initial story right uh, How you got into entrepreneurship, a little bit of your background. Just uh, did you, were you in corporate America at all? You know, a little bit of that. And then kind of set the base so that I can ask some questions so people can really learn, you know, what you're doing day to day with operations and marketing and sales and scaling and all the great things that you do. So tell us a little bit about the background and uh, take it away.
1: Thank you. Uh, I was born in the biggest city in the world, most populated city in the world back then, uh, Mexico City, and uh, born to two entrepreneurial you know, entrepreneurial parents. Uh, it's always like a mouthful, right? Entrepreneurial. And um, just kind of witnessing the magic of creating things out of thin air, right? With ideas. And uh, I started getting involved with amazing literature from, you know, Bill Carnegie, Napoleon Hills, Zig Ziglar, Agmandino, um, just all the different leaders on personal development. And, you know, as I read the concept as a young girl, I must have started reading these books at five years old, and uh, you know I didn't understand. You know, so over the years, I read them again and again and again. And I, I would ask myself, if they are applying these principles, this means that they work because they're in a book format. And if they're in a book format, and if I take them out of the book and I apply them to life, will that do the same thing for me? And so, so that was my ongoing quest to be autonomous, to be an adult and to be able to apply all these amazing core values to the real world and see if they actually worked. So I became uh, what I always call a a test or uh, an experiment of personal development. I wanted to see, you know, especially, I think I was in the, in, a, in the best circumstance to make that happen. this happen because my mom, my parents, I mean, they didn't come for money. So I didn't, you know, I didn't uh, grow, I didn't grow up you know, with excess or having abundance in any way. So struggling, right, surviving poverty and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, I can apply that. Um, and then um, I just started realizing that they actually worked, but they didn't work in the way that I thought they were going to work. I thought it was going to be like a formula. you apply that and, and you are abundant for the rest of your life. But instead, it has been an amazing journey. Of positivity, an amazing journey of grit, an amazing journey of service, an amazing journey of awareness of self management, self finalizing, growing, learning, applying, and which is basically what I've done for my two businesses, my 29 books, and of course, uh, becoming one of the few Latina sports airplane pilots in the United States. And, you know, learning English, then learning German in English, and then learning. The pilot language in english with the techniques that i use for german and then now learning japanese with all of the the ones that preceded that
0: <laughs> Jeez, all right man uh, we are talking to a special woman here so awesome <laughs> awesome i love that you know and, and you know as much as you didn't have abundance per se in the physical sense right i, I think your mind started becoming abundantly clear that there was more to life and bigger things available and reading these books. Um, I've actually been kind of encouraging my 10 year old, uh, at around seven years, she loves to reach the voracious reader. Um, so she's my oldest one. And, uh, I've been kind of sneaking in some books that I, that I, prefer like, you know, uh, power of thinking, uh, you know, big or, um, you know, uh, you know, whatever, uh, how to win friends and influence people, you know, all that type of stuff. So uh, it's interesting to kind of hear how you develop that abundance mindset. So neat. Um, so tell us, I mean, obviously you, you come from Mexico City, uh, a beautiful, big, you know, robust city in the world uh, and come to America you settle in, what are some things that, you know, based on what you knew of your parents, the entrepreneurial side, this big mindset of abundance that you learned, what are some of the initial things that you start looking at when you start thinking of starting your business?
1: I think the two, uh, the two biggest principles uh, that were engraved, not only in my mind, they were engraved in my heart to this date. One is the principle that everything you'll ever achieve, Will be with people, for people, and through people. So that brings me to the core of human relations, which is really the the the, the tenure, the you know, the motto of Del Carnegie, right? He developed 31 principles to augment human relations. And if you can do that, you can pretty much achieve anything. Then from Zig Ziglar, I learned another principle that again has been engraved in my in my heart, in my mind, in everything I do, which is when you help enough people achieve what they want, you'll without a doubt achieve what you want. And uh, it is an indirect way—the way that we are used to in that capitalistic world, right? We're thinking you are dry, you know, the driver of your dreams—and even as a pilot, you know, I think I'm the pilot in command. I mean, I'm I'm in charge of this aircraft and my passengers. Um, so it's almost counterproductive to think that, in fact, for you to become a millionaire and for you to achieve this in life or success, um, you need to do it for others first. So it's almost like indirect and an oxymoron in a lot of ways. And I think, um, you know, early on I learned, and this two formulas were so engraved in my heart and my mind that, you know, I I was patient. I said, I don't, you know, eventually the abundance to the physical world is gonna break. And I ended up uh, becoming an entrepreneur you know, at the age of 23, and I became a millionaire at the age of 37. You know, from that young girl in Mexico that, you know, never dreamt of being a pilot, never dreamt of anything else except, you know, making a difference in the lives of other people. Um, You know, I've I've been blessed to witness the fruits and the, the cadence of, you know, the physical abundant world as well, as much as I have been experiencing the joy and the love and the service you know from you know even my experience in surviving cancer to me that is the moment that awakened you know this whole like sense of urgency to serve so i put all those principles on nitro at the age 23. Hmm. Wow and you know, you know, then you know here I am
0: <laughs> that's awesome I mean you know look you, you, you so much wisdom in those words I think sometimes it, it goes over people um you know the way that you were speaking there right only because they're, they're so in their day-to-day, they're so in their minutia, they, they're only kind of, they have like these little blinders on, right? And I think part of the Go4CEO community and why I got inspired to even create the channel is, you know, you're someone that, you know, it may not be like a huge name, right? Uh, as far as, you know, like, let's say like Mark Cuban or whatever, you know, something like that. But it's interesting how impactful you've been And this little girl from Mexico City is now just like changing the world in what you're doing, right? So it's really cool. So tell us a little bit about just kind of to go back to the businesses, right? Um, You said at 23, obviously, you you battled this, you know, horrible disease, you know, called cancer that a lot of us get affected by. Um, Your mindset shifts. You've done some things, I'm assuming in the business world, but what, what made you think of the business that you ultimately started? Just to give us a little bit of insight on that.
1: Um, I was working in sales. I think, um, you know, this drive to connect with other people. And that's uh, the same thing that I applied coming to the States and not knowing a word of English. I was thinking, how am I going to be able to help enough people achieve their dreams if I cannot even communicate and understand what their dreams are? So mm-hmm. I started reading the back of shampoos and all of that stuff to teach myself English along with school because I'm like I need to accelerate the process of understanding and communicating because that's the key to success. So then I learned like I said German and English and all of that and so imagine I'm 23 years old. Just 9 years before that I had just arrived to the United States without a word of English. And here I am at 23 starting a marketing communications agency in the land of dreams and what I've always wanted to do. But my journey started with sales and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's something magical about marketing, which is also kind of includes a little bit of sales. But really my job is not for them to sign the contract. My job is for me to create an environment of inspiration so that I can activate hearts and minds. What do they need to see? What do they need to hear? What do they need to touch? What do they need to, you know, be compelled to do in this creative mindset to create that environment? And that's what I love marketing so much. But, you know, it was certainly a challenge, right? Not, you know, I started surrounding myself with people that spoke the language, the people that were experts in English. And I'm like, this is not going to stop me from doing that. And um, unfortunately, you know, when I, like say right when I started the company, I was probably five months into it. Um, and I had just given birth to my first baby as well, and from a previous cancer diagnosis at the age of 21, they had uh, told me that I was not going to be able to have children. So I already started right living in that purpose, you know, when I was 21. But it wasn't life or death, you know. It was complicated, you know, to have high risk pregnancies. But I, I didn't feel death close. I just used a lot of those techniques to get over that hump, you know, the first time. The second time, however, um, it was pretty intense. um, And I was told that I might not live or that I might be fed out of my life, out of a tube for the rest of my life as they uh, found uh, a pre-cancer level four by my liver. And I had to, they basically had to restructure my entire digestive system. I mean, I look like like an alien. If you had an X-ray and like, okay, that's not a digestive system. That's like from another planet, right? But, um, but that's what afforded me to be alive. And, um, you know, and another time with maybe a tequila on the side, I'll tell you all this story. But the most important thing is the profound micro moment that, that created my life and the, 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 the profound um, connection to my mission in life and, and deciding, you know what, if I died tomorrow, I want to make sure that my son knows who I am. And that's when I decided writing books and I decided sharing my story. And I decided opening up, even though every time I opened up in the context of entrepreneurship to share my story, what started to make me different and unique, this, this sense of urgency to serve other fellow entrepreneurs and businesses is one of the key ingredients that started to get me noticed. And then I became an author and it's like, wow, she means uh, she's doing things that are not yielding. They're not producing immediate results, not, you know, immediate gratification. She's doing things that are planting seeds, creating a legacy for 20, 30 years, for a lifetime to come. And that's when people started noticing, like, we're so young, how, like, well, because I almost died and Mm. I want to be alive. And that's part of the reason why I decided to become a pilot too.
0: Wow. What an inspiration. I mean, you know, the, these interviews are always so cool, right? Uh, you, you expect a certain uh, kind of line of uh, questioning and then you hear the, the the entrepreneur, the CEO, the founder of a company and, and the story behind it. Uh, it's just really amazing. So I, I love what you're saying. You know, you know, you, you get into the marketing business, right? Um, and like you said, it, it's got a twist of, uh, of sales. You were in sales physically, right, uh, as a job. So tell us a little bit about kind of how you started to formulate your specific brand of marketing and who was your target market? Uh, were you going after just small to medium sized business? Did you go after the, the 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 big deals right away? Like, well, a little bit about that sense.
1: You know, uh, because of that sense of service, I wanted to uh, provide support to the small small guy, right? I wanted a uh, essentially the the value proposition uh, started out with you know this idea of becoming the outsourced marketing department for a small mid-sized company was saying, you know what, there's no way that you can have someone in-house that has creative content, strategic, visionary, SEO, SEM, website, you know, all of those skills in one place. You essentially need seven people to be able to do it right. And um, so that's when this idea came in. I'm like, what if I can provide all of that outsourced to an employee for for basically less than what they pay for an employee a year and uh, it started taking off and um, you know the word I think I think people at the beginning kind of uh, misunderstood my passion and my energy because mm-hmm. I've always been very passionate about what I do and I love like life right I really mean, love life and um, so you know my you know, Caucasian counterparts, you know, they were too many, 30 years older than me, a lot of my mentors. And I remember one day where I took one of my mentors to a meeting and we left the meeting and uh, he said, Jackie, you said the word amazing in that meeting, probably about 20 times. I think I think I counted 23. I'm like, wow, you know, you had nothing else to do, but come my, my amazing, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, you need to, you know, in business, you need to tone it down. And uh, I got to my car and I kitchen out. I was like, number one, I didn't even realize that I was saying amazing 20,000 times. Number two, like, I don't think I'm faking it. I mean, I feel amazing when I'm telling them the stories and like making them like, you know, so I called my other mentor on the way back home and I said, um, hey, you know, I was just told to tone it down. And my other Caucasian mentor, you know, that had built a $35 million company at a very young age said, absolutely not. In fact, I want you to tune it up. up. And I'm like, wow. So what started to become that unique factor was the fact that I was so animated and I produced results. And I think, you know, fast forward, I don't know, 15 years. You know, as a pilot, uh, as one of the few Latina licensed, you know, pilots, a sports pilot in the U.S., I'm like, I'm thinking, wow, I don't see anybody that looks like me in this, in this license. And then I'm thinking, you know what? The plane doesn't know the difference. The plane knows that, you know, you're soaring to the skies because it's made to do that. But the, the plane knows precision when you land. So that juxtaposition of like whimsical and pragmatic mm-hmm. it's where that juncture was is what started to make to this date, you know, like that total magic and the total package that people are so attracted to. So I continue to this day to serve startups, medium-sized companies, small-sized companies in being, you know, and now with the second business which is a publishing company when they want to encapsulate their legacy and all of that, you know, with intentional serving.
0: Well, how amazing was that, right? So uh, really, really cool. Uh, You know, I I would say it's interesting to kind of hear, you know, that you actually uh, took the counsel from one of your mentors that literally was at the meeting with you, kind of tried to maybe in their own way, you know, we always say, right, uh, when you get into business, typically your family's like, oh, no, be careful. Oh, it's going to be dangerous, right? And They may be doing it out of love, but they don't understand, right? And then you call your other mentor because you were wise in in understanding that you needed a couple of counsels there, right? And that person kind of re-energized, like, hey, no, 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 no. Go back to who you are, right? In fact, pour it on even more. Uh, And now you're relating it to to becoming a pilot. So really, really cool stuff. So tell us a little bit, you know, you you, you start building a a clientele, right? Uh, Did you start to figure out, I guess, certain different um, industries that were more powerful to the way that you marketed? Did you start to kind of create a specific niche in that? Like what, what were some of the dynamics of that?
1: I When I started, I was working in the hospitality sector. And as you can imagine, uh, you know, hotels and restaurants are very volatile when it comes to business, right? If you don't have butts in the seats, you're not making money. So it was like a day-to-day operation. And it was like, sometimes it was very stressful because <sighs> you know, the, the, the client would expect X number of you know, patrons and then a big storm would come in and nobody would show up, right? Everybody would stay home. So that volatility was uh, not something that, um, that I wanted to be tied to. So I remember uh, one of our clients in IT, he had an IT firm for small businesses, just like the ones we serve. I said, you know what? I've never done PR for an IT company, hmm. but if you give me a chance, for, you know, I think I gave her like 50% discount. I'm like, just give me one opportunity. And he said, well, I don't really know what PR is. I'm like, I'll show you. That's, you know, just give me a chance because you have an amazing story. And I I want to share that story with the world. So shortly after we did a three month campaign, we had like 15 media places. This guy was blown away. He's like, holy moly, like, what'd you do? I said, well, I just I just needed a chance. That company single-handedly became the most amazing, you know, continuous uh, source of referrals, source of opportunities for us, referring over 100 clients in the, wow. in, in the next 10 years mm-hmm. in IT, professional services, manufacturing, primary you know, primary industries. And then we started getting a little bit into, uh, you know, nonprofit. But essentially, I mean, we could pretty much do marketing for the Eskimos, right? Um, the principles of marketing are the same i created my own methodology about marketing because i've been in this industry for you know 20 years and i know you know the ups and downs and the trends i've seen it all i've done it all you know from online offline it's like i have left a part of my heart a part of my brain a part of my soul in every project every campaign that i've done over the years and i live and breathe you know marketing And in this idea of this notion of activating hearts and minds, whether they're B2B, B2C, or anywhere in between, you know, service products, you know, whatever is required. You
0: know, it's interesting. Uh, You know, recently I was talking to a gentleman in the same field and he's talking about now, I don't know if it's a new law that's coming out or some sort of regulation where the, the data mining uh, from these companies, it's going to be hard because they can't be tracking you, right? Or something's coming out to that sense. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Some of the dynamics. I'm sure you've seen so much change in marketing and what you can and can't do, and you know what's worked in certain industries, and you know consumer buying, you know um, rhythms and, and you know the way that they they think and all that type of stuff. Especially as we've gotten closer to our phones and everything. Right. So, so tell me, you know, uh, I know I've checked out your website, you know, you have a a nice staff. You also, you know, work with your husband, which is uh, uh, an interesting dynamic. Um, Why don't we go into that? I mean, that's a, that's a cool uh, piece of the puzzle, right? I I think it's, it's not always something that's recommended. Right. Um, But, you know, the ones that do it right, just prove that, you know, you can work with your spouse you can't have that, you know, deliberate, you know, day-to-day, 24-7, almost total, inter, you know, immersement. So, um, well, you know, if you don't mind, I mean, uh, tell Absolutely. us Absolutely,
1: yeah. About it's, like a, it's like not for the faint of heart, right? <laughs> no, but you know what? In all uh, seriousness, I mean, we have had an amazing run, you know, with our, you know, multi-businesses, our little empire inspiration. Um you know, I have been with my husband for 20 years. Uh, I have been, you know, we've been married for like, it's going to be in you know, about a week for 18 years. And we have been working together for 16 years. As the sole like source of revenue for our life, right? And uh, so we always say, you know, we work together, we cold dream and you know we play hard, we work hard, and uh, we've been at this for 16 years together. The year that he became, the, he became uh, you know part of the company was sort of like this, um, almost like um, it was born out of frustration because, as of course I'm starting out and I'm bringing in different you know resources, different things and different places, and um, I had hired three different graphic designers to do a brochure for a doctor they all sucked Hmm. and I was thinking oh my gosh like you know it's like it's one of those things like when you know you can see it but you can't do it that's why you hire somebody that can see your vision right I mean I'm more like processes and systems you know I'm very pragmatic very nerdy like that but I'm not an artist you know in that sense so I'm like so one day my husband who was working at a private country club very young he was a bartender Okay, and I had, again, we both came from the hospitality industry. He noticed that I was just getting this business off the ground, and I was very frustrated because I said, I cannot present this piece of, you know, you know what I mean, to the client for the third time. This is embarrassing, and I can't seem to find anybody talented enough to do it. So my husband stayed up all night, downloaded all the Adobe apps, all the Adobe stuff, you was know, like a monthly membership. And um, he took that that was on my computer and essentially created a complete new version of this brochure. Hmm. As I was waking up, I mean, I, you know, I, we had a little baby, you know, my daughter had just been born. So I, you know, been up all night in this, you know. So he came back to the room and he's like, there's a surprise for you. It's like five o'clock in the morning, right? All night. But he's like, there's a, there's a surprise for you on the computer. I looked at it and I said, O-M-G, this is exactly what I had here, but I couldn't say how I wanted it, right? And I was newer too. I didn't know maybe how to express, you know, creative stuff, you know? Like I know now, I'm like, "Mm, I see it. Two seconds, I'm like, I see 20 things, 20 possibilities. But it wasn't the case, I was 23. I didn't, never worked with another agency before. Just like, I wanna serve, you know, (laughs) I'm gonna do this. And uh, it was amazing. The wow. doctor was like, wow, that year we grew 56%. The same IT company that became an angel to us and became like this fanatic, you know, follower, you know, believer in us and, and the, the talent. He's like, who in the world is doing your graphics where others, you know, I would have to provide two, three concepts. This one, the first one, he's like, if this is your husband doing it, if he you know whatever he says we'll do first take first take first take so that saved us a lot of time and effort and money and then that started happening with other clients to this date 16 years later they said whatever your creative director comes up with it's like first take i love it yes thank you so much you guys rock like you nailed it it's unbelievable so that's how we started
0: Oh, nice, nice. I love it. I love it. So look, I mean, ultimately, uh, that's one example of not only family uh and, and love, you know, but gosh, I mean, to to make that gift of downloading, learning it, same night producing, and then symbiotically like through the energies of what you guys both had, he understood what you were looking for. And and what a great way to then bring him onto the business and and what, 16 years later, you guys are like, you know, tied at the hip and everything you're doing. It's so awesome. It's really, really cool. So look, I mean, you know, growing a business, you know, scaling and, and, and kind of seeing the next levels uh, is very interesting, right? So um, you started in hospitality, you get this IT uh, business angel because you were willing to say, hey, just give me one shot. And you did it. So what are some of the things that you could share with the Gopher CEO community when you think about like taking that shot, like, uh, you know, growing the business, scaling, what are some areas of how you've been able to learn to grow and scale and take a shot at companies?
1: I think one of the most beautiful things that an entrepreneur can do is taking document, like basically documenting your worth, documenting your value, documenting your knowledge, your experiences, Mm. and translating that to service for other people. Because, you know, I always say, you can be in the room with billionaires, but if you don't figure out a way that you can add value to them, you will never have access to that abundance. So it's always in the sense of service, right? In the sense of everything is with people, through people, and for people. So if you, as an entrepreneur, can get out of your own head and figure out how do I, what I have, how can that be of service to this specific audience? How can they be raving fans about the amazing value that I'm bringing them in their service, right? Because trust, the definition of trust is knowing that someone has your best interest in mind. And how beautiful is that to create an environment, to create an ecosystem where people know that, they feel it and they experience that. And if that happens, then they will trust you. They will open doors that you would never imagined. So I think to me is always about documenting, encapsulating, packaging your beautiful talents in the service of others. And then you'll achieve abundance without a question.
0: Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. So look, uh, I mean, I, I really appreciate obviously, you know, you making the time, I mean, uh, I think a lot of times it's really just getting to know someone, you know, and like you said, building that familiarity, comfort and trust, right, with clients, with vendors, with, you know, your employees. So, you know, as as you started building your, your staff, your team, what were some of the things that you did to kind of just uh, maybe attract good talent, you know, uh, keep them? What are some of those areas of, of opportunities that you can share nuggets about?
1: I think, um, you know, the the initial sort of, you know, thing, I mean, when you create a business as an entrepreneur, all of your core values become the culture of that business. Hmm. And as you continue to grow that, you know, that culture permeates from the top down. So um, I think, you know, for me, it was being authentic. It was uh, listening to my second mentor, not the first and being passionate, but also being relentless about, you know, creating efficiencies, creating processes and systems. And I think the best thing that I can explain um, is my mindset as a pilot, right? And, and I'm like, why do I love piloting so much? Well, I love that because I can be closer to God and be whimsical and feel the, the air, the wind beneath my wings, right? And I can feel that navigating in a three dimensional space. I mean, using goosebumps and land, you know, over 400 times, you know. Um, But then, you know, looking at the cockpit and being a nerd of the electrical systems and the fuel pump and the, you know, the altimeter settings and the, you know, the angle of attack and the, you know, center of gravity of the plane. I mean, I love that. So I think that um, when I started encapsulating that people realized she's different. She's, and to be honest with you, I've never gone out and said, I want to hire this employee. I want to hire, they've come to me. Um, sometimes they come in to, you know, as an intern, because they said, I just want to be part of your magic. I see what you do. I see that you're creating a long lasting, you know, impression, a long lasting memory. And in people's, you know, sometimes people don't even know my name and they're like, Oh, what is your name, ma'am? Oh, I remember your energy. And by the way, what is your name? And this is like from 20 years ago, right? And I think uh, an entrepreneur is able to fuel that energy constantly every single day, just like you eat and you work out and you do whatever you need to do every day. You renew your, your energy so that the same energy is encapsulated in a beautiful way that allows other, other people to say, well, I want to be part of that energy. And I think that's when you attract you know, loyal, amazing, powerful talent that it sticks with you through thick and thin. And that's what i mean. You,
0: you know, a, a good mentor of mine said, hey, you know, John, things are caught, not taught, right? So uh, if you just caught what Jackie just shared, right? It's that law of attraction that she put out there and allowing that to be the energy that brings the right types of people around her. So really, really awesome. That was a, a good stuff. So, all right, so let's let's get nitty gritty, right? Uh, the way that we typically kind of end our, our interviews is, CEO. So client experience, engagement, it could be with your vendors, with your employees, with, you know, the people around you, and then operational excellence, which obviously the the nerd outside, I'd love to hear some of that uh, as we didn't really get too much into that side. But so give us a high level, you know, all different areas of your business, you know, what is it that makes a big difference when it comes to client experience for you?
1: Um. What makes a big difference is for us to recognize that just like we have a sales process, the customer has a buyer's process. Hmm. And I think the foundation of that is allowing the creation of an environment where they feel like we have their best interest in mind. I think once you have that, the rest of it becomes merely semantics, you know, uh, an onboarding process. uh, It becomes a reconfirmation of those core values that attracted them to you in the first place, and confirming that over and over again, right? With your actions, with your words, with their deliverables. Um, and I think it's always about, um, even if you cannot deliver something at a certain date, is recognizing how you're able to reset expectations so that you know that open communication is absolutely key and it's you know sometimes it's pushing them to see things that they don't even see that they could possibly do and sometimes it's holding them back and say hey don't go and you know because you're gonna fall like right on your face like don't, don't do that right so it's this idea of a trusted partnership and confirming that every step of the way that's where i have found the most amazing success long-standing relationships raving fans, ambassadors, and in really, you know, relationships for life. I mean, they've become my clients, my, you know, my friends, my part of my life. So it's it's just been an amazing journey. I mean, I, I love what I do. You know, three weeks ago I'm I'm sitting in my office and I'm like, you know, here yeah. in my house and I'm thinking, I had this amazing session with this multi-million dollar entrepreneur out of California. And just so inspiring, right? So I'm like, I came out of the office and I'm like jumping with joy, just extemporaneously, completely unexpected. I'm like, I just feel this like amazing energy. I'm like, I love what I do. I change people's lives. I awaken their, you know. And then I look and my kids are here, 12 and 16 year old, you know, they're in the kitchen like, mom, are you going crazy? I'm like, maybe I am, but I love what I do.
0: That's awesome. What a a, a cool experience. I mean, you know, some of those times when it hits you just in your core and your soul, uh, why not, right? Why not jump around? Why not share that energy? Uh, And especially coming out of your office, that's a cool culture to be able to like, other people are like, hey, what's going on? You know, so uh, really, really cool stuff. So um, engagement, you know, I I feel like, you know, you've shared uh, quite a bit uh, in this interview of just kind of why people really connect to you. Um, obviously that, that law of attraction is a huge thing. Your mindset, that little seven-year-old girl in Mexico City learning and reading and just contemplating the world and then obviously making the jump to come to the United States and flourishing from there. So what would you say is, is just top level things of engagement of how a vendor engages with you, how a client engages, how your employees engage with you? What about engagement for you?
1: Oh my God, engagement, I think it's everything, right? Just like we have... If you, from a marketing perspective, right, if you have an email blast and you see, oh, wow, 40% of people open the email. Well, that's one metric. But when Mm -hmm. you see that 30% clicked on something, that is engagement. That is them taking the next step to build a relationship, right? And the same thing in life. You know, I, and and this is a local author here in Chicago. His name is Steve, I can't remember his last name, Um, but essentially he talked about creating encounters with people so it's not transactions but creating encounters so that every time you have the opportunity to be face-to-face to be in a conversation like this how are you intentionally preparing visualizing and contributing to that encounter so that the next time you meet your relationship goes to the next level and you continue to do that, right? It's like unlimited ways that you can continue to solidify the relationship, solidify that with thoughts, ideas, invitations, added value, box of chocolates, like we sent to our clients, flowers, you know, when they least expect them, you know, those are all the things, you know, uh, another example of that is that um, you have a, you've got five people standing against the wall and you, were, you, know, you had to identify the person that was the most grateful. There's no way by what they're wearing, just by seeing them. There's no way that you can identify that person. The only way you can identify that person is by their actions. And in order to identify them by their actions, you need to then create an environmental observation, right? And what mm-hmm. does somebody do? Because you do what you believe in, right? If you believe in family, you're going to take Fridays off a little bit earlier. You're going to make sure you don't miss your kids' games. You're going to make, you know... And that's that's engagement, right? In in all levels, right? A client will respond to you quicker. A client will show up, you know, when you need them, a client will say yes because they trust you, they believe in you. A client, you know, will always have their best interest of you in mind as well, and you'll continue to create encounters throughout the lifetime of of that relationship. So wow.
0: you know, I've never I've never heard uh hundred plus interviews, someone describe engagement you know, through the verbiage and then connection to encounters. So really, really cool stuff. Uh, that's something that I'm going to probably replay a hundred times just to burn it in my brain. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, last one is operational excellence, right? So part of the CEO formula is client experience, you know, engagement, and then operational excellence. A lot of times you can get all the sales in the world, uh, all the marketing in the world, right? But if your operations in the back end, if you're not, you know, functioning correctly, uh, I just met one of my buddies. That became a COO of a, a pretty famous company out here in Chicago, and uh, one of the first things he did in the first three months is, is operations. Right, like he saw some some things that were just broken, and now they're just humming, and they're going from seven million to a hundred million probably in the next you know couple of years, just because he tweaked some things. So, what are some things from the marketing agency perspective, the PR, you know, your your author business? What are some things that you do operationally that just kind of are standing above and beyond?
1: Um, one of the biggest things is the implementation of technology.
0: Hmm.
1: I um, have devoted the last you know few years in implementing technology and and really recognizing the value of seamless creation of a systematic approach you know for business. So um, I spend a lot of time encapsulating processes, because, you know, in and, and, and the marketing, you know, with the marketing agency, it's a little bit tougher, because a lot of people want sort of that customized. Uh, but it's easier to do with a publishing company, right? Because mm-hmm. regardless of the type of book, we already know the systematic approach of this nine steps that we take. So the way that I do that is, again, another concept with, believe it or not, aviation. Um, because what happens when you are up in the air? Problems get smaller, the earth blurs beneath you right and you can see the magic word objectivity right and and this is the reason why other businesses bring in experts consultants Mm -hmm. bring people from the outside so they can help them see something that might be on a blind spot for them so being a pilot allows me to become objective in what I call zoom out so If you're investing your time, it's almost a concept from Michael Gerber, right? He said you can work in or on your business. Zoom in, zoom out. That's how I call it as a pilot, right? Because you can be zoomed in so much that you lose track of the objectivity and track of where you're going. Or you can be so far detached from the day-to-day operation that it does not allow you to see how you can create efficiencies. So my... My goal all the time, and I tell this to, to our team members, is to have a perfect combination of intercepting between zooming in and zoom out. Because where those meet is where you find all the answer. You know, getting sucked into a project and not creating regular intervals to step away from that project, see if you're actually going in the right direction. If I were flying an aircraft from Chicago to New York, And if I put a magnetic heading, if I deviated from that magnetic heading at the source by two degrees, I would end up in Washington, D.C. Hmm. So it's those simple things. But if you are not taking regular intervals to zoom out, to see the big picture, to eliminate drama, to be present, to see connected dots when the dots might not be visible or present, then you're going to get sucked in into a windmill that is never going to stop. So that's how we do it. Zoom in and zoom out and where they meet, that's where the magic is.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a cool experience to have you on the for CEO channel. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I want you to follow Jacqueline right, and all the media sources that she has and all the social media. And, uh, you know, she's got obviously some incredible uh, content. She's got incredible things that she's doing. So, Jackie, why don't we share with them, you know, uh, where to, you know, I guess, connect with you, you know, what's your favorite way to, you know, interact? uh, What are the websites, those types of things to be able to kind of share with them those aspects of your business?
1: I love that. Well, I think, you know, the best website would be JackieCamacho.com, J-A-C-K-I-E-C-A-M-A-C-H-O. You will be able to see a little bit of my Inspiration Empire, my 29 books, A lot of exciting things, and of course, all of my other uh, brands—from the publishing house to the marketing agency to my world in aviation—and even a productivity journal that you can use for your business too. I
0: love it. I love it. Um, Well, hey, Jackie, thank you so much for coming on to the Go for CEO channel. You know, one of our goals uh, is to have you on every six to twelve months, just kind of. Re-ke- reconnecting the story, right? Uh, you know, letting our audience know, like, hey, where's Jackie at now? What is she doing with the publishing, the author business, you know, all the things that you're doing? How are you growing? All that type of stuff. And then, uh, you know, giving us a little bit more of the uh, nuggets and secrets that you are doing uh, to impact the world. So, really appreciate any last words.
1: Uh, I leave you with my favorite quote that I'm known for around the world um, Taking off is optional, landing on your dreams is mandatory.
0: Wow. So say that again.
1: Taking off is optional. Landing on your dreams is mandatory.
0: Boom. All right. Well, hey. (laughs) Thank you so much, Go4CEO Community. You know, why don't we leave us, smash the like button. I mean, this was an incredible interview uh, and, and share it throughout your social media. You know, Leave a comment for Jackie and uh, I know she'll be able to interact with this video and we'll do some shorts. Where I'm, I'm excited to clip some of these nuggets that you just gave. I mean, I was thinking like, pop, that's a short, that's a short, that's a short. <laughs> uh, little things that you were sharing. So thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Awesome. Awesome. Did you enjoy it?